0: You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the sale of one of... The Holy Grails of hockey cards. Probably the Holy Grail of hockey cards. There are only two of these cards in existence, and then there was actually another sale of a card very similar that only had two that also sold last night. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, which you should, you probably were following along with the sale of the 1979 PSA 10 Opeechee Wayne Gretzky rookie card that sold last night. So... I'll just walk you through walk you through what happened here. So, eleven o'clock rolls around. I knew the auction was ending. The card had hit a million dollars. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I'm pretty sure this is the most expensive hockey card of all time. If I I, mean, I can't I can't imagine. I can't think. Of, last time a card like this sold was in 2016 for less than a co- half a million. Um, so it's eleven o'clock. One point one million dollars is the final price on the bid. I put my Instagram post up. Next thing I know. There is an extending bidding. There is extended bidding period on that card, and then also the tops nineteen seventy nine PSA ten that was being sold as well. So both of them are in ex- extended bidding periods. So that basically adds a half an hour to the auction. Um, another half an hour rolls by, price goes up again. Another half an hour goes, an- another half an hour, another half an hour. Next thing I know, it's one fifteen. Which was fine because I also had some grad graduate work that I was doing. I was watching this price of the card. It's one fifteen. Price is rolling in. Um, I you know this was the last time I I gave it gave it my all. I said in the morning I'll find out the price, and it was it ended up being the same as it was when I at one fifteen. So the final price on this card was $1,290,000, $1.29 million for the Wayne Gretzky rookie card. The Topps rookie card sold for $720,000. So, like I said before, this card sold back in 2016 for $465,000. At the time, it was the only PSA 10 in existence. Now I guess there between then and now there's been another been another Gretzky rookie that's been graded at PSA 10 um which is wild because it totally it totally counteracts the concept that I've always talked about about buying older graded cards that like at at some point you're going to get to a year where there's going to be no more PSA 10s and you know you'd figure A 1979 card, a card from 1979 that you would essentially have all of the PSA tens that were graded. I guess not. Now, if this was only, if this was still the only one PSA ten, I think that this card probably would have gone. And I I think this is um, a fun exercise here because there's no way I can be proven wrong about this. It's a it's a, phenom- it's a phenomenal way to make a prediction that I can't be proven wrong. If this was the only PSA 10 in existence still, I would say the card would probably be in the 3 million range, 3.5 potentially. The fact that the in 2016, the fact that a PSA 10, which I think it was this one exactly, because um, Patrick David, pa- uh, Patrick Bet David, he is an entrepreneur. He makes YouTube videos. He makes... I You know, I think he has one of the better YouTube channels because he makes information for entrepreneurs. He doesn't just make entrepreneurial content. Like, he makes information for people who want to be entrepreneurs and people... And even if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, I think it's interesting to learn the concept that he talks about. So he was actually the seller of both of these cards. And... He I I so I suppose that means that he was the one that bought the card back in twenty sixteen, which actually he has a YouTube video that he talks about it. Um and he was saying that he actually bought it from PSA apparently. And they so in the sale, that's why on the um original episode that I talked about this maybe a couple months ago when they announced that they were going to be selling the cards, I talked about the card being re because the tw- the article from 2016 had the same PSA certification number as this one but it was in an older case and then when they came out with the with the with the auction for this for this time it was in a new it was in a new PSA case so I was like wait what the heck is going on here so apparently so Patrick David talks about how when he bought it they PSA reslabbed it which I don't know if that's I wonder if that's a strategy because I do I don't know, I'm I'm not sure how much it would cost or if they would be allowed to, to do it, and I don't know, like, what... The, you probably would have to contact PSA, and it's probably got to be, like, a a card like this. I mean, I doubt that they would re-slab, like, I don't know, I mean, a Luca or, like, some other base card. Like, I'm sure it's got to be some sort of vintage or, like, some sort of, like, low-numbered, high-grade card. But so, this is we're seeing another million, I mean, this has been a wild, wild past few weeks for news about cards, like we saw a PSA sale, $700 million, we saw the uh, Star Stock, they raised $1.3 million for the for their platform, You have a 1.29, almost basically 1.3. I'm just going to say it's 1.3, so I don't have to say 1.29. $1.3 million, kind of funny that it was basically the same as the amount of money that they raised for the, whatever. $1.3 million Gretzky card, a $720,000 Gretzky rookie, and we still have the, the Giannis one of one, is being sold. I think that's being sold through Golden Auctions. And then Heritage Auctions actually is selling the... Or actually, I think they were... Now that I think about it, I think that card was part of the... The one-of-one one Giannis Prism autograph actually sold last night in the same round of Heritage Auctions, which I feel like I was, I was actually a little bit surprised that it sold for as little as it did, like, I I expected that to be, I don't know, I mean, I expected that to be, in the million range, like, I even actually, I think my prediction, actually, for, no, I think I said my prediction, for the one of one, non-autograph, was 500 to 800,000, but this autograph, it's a, it's a BGS 9.5, with a 10 auto, it only sold for, 384,000 dollars, which, I get it, only saying that, It's, it's saying only 300, but, you figure that, like, if the, the um, National Treasures, Giannis honest, one of one, sold for $1.8 million, you figure that, like, wouldn't this maybe be a little bit closer to f- at least $500? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about, like, PRISM autographs, but it seems like PRISM autographs are... They should be fairly important. I mean, autographs in general, and especially because it's a one of one, the regular one of one, the non-auto, uh, I think it's the most the black mosaic is being sold by Golden Auctions. And that card is that card is selling fairly soon. I forget exactly the date of when it ends. Um another actually another almost million dollar sports card sold last night. So a a P PMG Jordan authentic green sold for Nine hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, so I mean, what a night for cards for selling for cards like i mean i I'm interested to see like I think golden auctions in their last round of card sales they they it came out to like fourteen million dollars worth of sales that they did on their last round. I would be interested to see what they do, which actually I think it was fourteen million. But I also think the I'm pretty sure it was the trout card sold in that, which was three million. So, you know that obviously is going to inflate the number a little bit when when like twenty percent of the total sales is from one card. But that's kind of beside the point here. So, back to the Gretzky card. I mean, what is what else is there to say about this Gretzky card? I think, like I said, if it was the if it was still the only one of one, I think it would have been in the three million range. I think it's wild. That they were able to, that someone was able to grade another PSA 10. Also, another interesting thing that I saw was I had never seen a, and this is sort of random, but I had never seen a PSA 10 mantle rookie. And apparently, the Diamondbacks owner is the owner of this card. And on the slab, it says D-Backs collection. Now, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I've got that story correct, but from listening to Mojo Breaks and then I asked them about it <clears throat> and they told me that it was the Diamondbacks owner, I'm like I said, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But it's just it is kind of wild that like they have something else on the slab for this PSA ten, which I, I if I had to guess, this that's the type of card that like if it was in 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 a old PSA slab, I would say that if I'm PSA, I would regrade, or not regrate it, but I would take it out of the slab and put it in a new one. You know, the one thing that I think is dangerous, whenever you're, I mean, whenever you're cracking slabs, which I'm sure, you know, I, if I had to guess, PSA probably has like a, they probably have a, like a actual tool for it. Like, I think there's tons of videos online of cracking slabs and people are just using like pliers and they're just like, like cracking it and cracking the plastic. I'm sure PSA probably has some sort of tool for that where it's not just pliers cuz if they're regrading something, I'm sure they don't want to risk damaging the card. I mean, imagine, I mean, that's like a 15 that, that PSA 10 mantle, that's probably a 10 to 15 million dollar card if I had to guess. And I I, I know a a PSA 9 Sold in twenty, I think it was twenty eighteen for two point two point eight million dollars. I think it was, and that was the last sale of a high graded mantle card. We haven't really we haven't seen which. I wouldn't be surprised if a mantle card sells in the next year or so. I think, you know, depending on who has it, you know, I like I think we're at the end of the year. I'm thinking maybe that's one of the main reasons why there are so many of these high-value cards selling. Like, like I, I had mentioned on a podcast probably, like, maybe a month or two ago, I was a little bit nervous seeing all of these, like, holy grails all sell at the same time. Like, it made me think of, like, do these people know something that, like, we don't know? Like, why... Like, why would they all be selling these cards? Like, why would the Giannis one-of-one, one, the Trout one-of-one, one, um, I mean, this Gretzky card, like, why, Like, the, maybe the, the PMG Jordan, like, the Topps Gretzky, um, both of the Giannis cards, I mean, or then the LeBron card, why would all... Maybe not... I don't actually... Yeah, the LeBron card sold recently, too. So, like, why would all of these, like, expensive million-dollar cards be selling now and if i had to guess it's because if you're a businessman or woman and you have these cards you're probably looking at it and saying you know you like it the per like for example vegas dave bought the trout the the one of one trout for four hundred thousand dollars back in 2018 i think that's a notorious story everyone knows that and so for him, he looks at it and says, Well, yeah, I mean, maybe it's ten million, but how long does it take to get to ten million? Like, I would say the increase in what we've seen the past year in sports cards, it's probably, in my opinion, it's probably going to take another four to five years for the same increase to happen again. Like, this past year, I think we we went from like if if I if I had to if I had to I'm gonna try and make a, a um analogy here. So on a scale of one to ten, let's say one is sports cards aren't popular, ten ten is as popular as they're gonna get. We we in this past year, we went from like one to like five, in my opinion. I think to go from five to ten, it's gonna take a lot longer than just one year. So maybe someone like Vegas Dave, or maybe someone like a, a Patrick David is looking at it and saying, I mean, I've I've made I've already like the, I think the Gretzky card is a little bit different, uh, but the 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 trout card, Vegas Dave looks at it and says, why I've already made two, three million dollars off of this card. And sure, maybe one I mean, specifically with that card, for for it to really kind of see its peak, I think trout is Probably got to win a championship. He is probably got to be a Hall of Famer, which I don't think is really, like... I don't think that's not... I, I think that's going to happen. Trout's going to be a Hall of Famer. But, like, he still has, like... He just signed a 12-year deal. Like, I think, two... Like, last year or the year before. So, like, he isn't... It's not like he's going to be retiring anytime soon. So, maybe he looks at that and he says, over the, the timeline is, I would rather sell now for $4 million than... Get another four million or three million, or however much more it ends up selling for. um I would rather get the money now than have to wait i don't know ten years twenty maybe even twenty years because like like I said, trout's gonna be playing in the league, he's gonna he has that huge contract, there's no way that he. There's no point – if you're an MLB player, there's no point to retire before your contract is up because it's a guaranteed contract. The NFL, maybe it's a little bit different because if a team says they're going to cut you, you'll just be like, I'm just going to retire and not let you cut me. Like that's – if you're – like Tom Brady, for example, if the Bucs came to him and said, hey, Tom, we're going to cut you, what do you want to do here? And he's just like, I'm just going to retire then. Like I'm not going to – I'm not going to – maybe it's – that's got it's probably pretty embarrassing to get cut – Uh, towards the end of your career, especially someone like Tom Brady. But for baseball, same with, like, Albert Pujols. Like, sure, Albert Pujols, he is the lead—he's the active leader in war. He's also been in the league for 20 years, which is wild. But, like, for a player like him, it's not like he can just get cut. Like, he could—I He think there's, like, a buyout that he could do. But, I, you know, he is—he was one of the first— players to sign one of these like monster monster contracts along with like alex rodriguez um trying to think of other players i mean i know a A rod has signed actually multiple of these contracts so that's that's that and then like i said so it's gonna be like pool holes he probably if i had to guess he probably has like two or three maybe one or two more years left on that contract and then he probably retires after that but like there's no point to retire, like, especially if he loves still playing, too. Like, if you still love to play the game, and you're going to get paid $25, $30 million, I would, you know, I, it's, it, I, I think that would be a hard thing to say. Well, you should probably just walk away, like, if you're not good. So, for Trout, he's going to play throughout that 12 years of his contract, and then who knows how many years he plays after that. Because I think, after the 12 years, he will he won't be, I don't think he'll be 40 at that point. So, it's like if he's still playing well, there's really no if he can sign a big contract and sign a two, three, four year contract, that's another two, three, four years that you're gonna be that he's gonna be in the league. And then you got the five years after that for him to make it into the Hall of Fame. So for him to be a Hall of Famer, you're looking at potentially a twenty year window where it's like, well and in and in twenty years, maybe you say, Well, maybe maybe sports cards aren't exactly where they maybe sports cards aren't a ten in 20 years, maybe, maybe it's back down to a 5, or maybe it's back down to a 6, after it hitting a peak, and I would even, I would even almost make the argument that I think right now you could say that sports cards are at an 8 or a 9, maybe more like an 8, and then for it to go to, from 8 to 10, that's what we're going to see over the, over the course of a few years here, Um, over the course of maybe 4 or 5 years, where this past year we went from 1 to 8 in terms of popularity. So, that and that's what I think is going to happen, in my opinion. I think that we're going to see, it's not, you, you're not going to see this year-over-year year growth the way that you have this year, and I know that, like, I think the Card Talk pod talked about it, because, like, Ryan, Card Collector 2, has his own shop, has been in the game for forever, um... He I mean he he I think he summed it up perfectly. He's like before this year, if you got like a 10 to 20% return on a card within a year, that was like a phenomenal return, which regular investments, I think if we're realistically looking at it like the past 10 years, you the, it was probably much closer to the S&P 500 than if you were to exclude if you were to exclude 2020. I don't know if you could say if you would exclude no, I would say if you exclude 2020, the the margins that people were making were very similar to the S&P 500 if I had to guess. But I think that people use the S&P 500 versus sports card chart and they put 2020 in, which 2020 is going to be it's going to be an anomaly for tons of different reasons. It's going to be I I don't think I have to kind of reiterate what a, what a, what a year this has been, and I think you're never going to not hear about this year, like, this is like a, this is a year that is going to just be talked about, since it was basically the whole entire year, this is a year that's going to be talked about for any time you have a conversation with someone, potentially, for the rest of your life, in five years, you're going to be like, oh man, like, how you doing, he's like, oh, well, you know, this happened in 2020, and now we're doing this, and it's like, yeah, but, like whatever so I think this year for sports cards, in my opinion is prob is, it's it's an anomaly I think it is a it's an interesting it's an interesting year for sports cards and for everybody I don't really think so now we're seeing a lot of these and this kind of I'll bring it back to my point here about why I was a little bit nervous about why I was seeing why we were seeing some of these humongous high dollar cards sell. It was mainly just because of, like, what do they know that we potentially don't know? Like, why would they be selling these cards when when I see them continuing to go up? But I think it's more of just the time period of how quickly they went up and what they look at it and they say, maybe they continue to go up. But in this past year, the growth is going to be, it's going to be, Eighty percent of the growth is going to have happened in this past year, and the next twenty to thirty percent. And I, I know that doesn't equal one hundred, but let's just say, let's say the the card is at seventy five percent of its value right now, like as as high as it's going to go. This Gretzky card, let's just say, let's say the Gretzky card goes to, which I'm not a hundred, which this analogy I don't think exactly works, and maybe I would have to do a little bit more research on the exact number that I think it would be, but I think the, the the point of the argument is that, like, maybe we're looking at the growth of sports cards. Like, maybe, like, a Luca for example, is another one. Like, or a LeBron. Like, maybe we're looking at this past year being 65% of the card's value, and then, and I keep going down, and I keep, like, I, I don't know the exact number that I'm going to use here, but, like, we're, we saw maybe it's 50. I don't I don't know, whatever. Let's just say it's 50. 50% of the card's value has increased in the past year. It's going to take another 5 to 10 years for the next 50% to happen. So, I would say that's probably the reason why a business person would look at it and say, "Well, I'm going to take the money now because like like I said, it, it, they've already you've already seen what it's going to do in the past year and you and then for it to do that again, you're going to have to wait the next for way more way longer of a time than just this past year I realistically think that's probably a more that's probably a scenario that is probably realistic um but that's all I've got for today's episode so you know obviously super exciting news from this Gretzky card uh more to come hopefully more cards are going to be sold soon uh big cards hopefully big money coming into the hobby I think it's exciting Uh, Thank you all for listening. Make sure you go follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all those places. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.